Hello, you're listening to Dear God, What the Hell? I'm Amanda. And I'm Christina. If you're wondering who the heck we are and where on earth we came from, we suggest checking out season one before you dive into season two with us. Basically, we're two women who grew up in the white American evangelical church and unpacked our upbringing on air for you to hear. And in season two, we will read and research popular passages from the Bible, discuss how and when we learned them, and apply historic, cultural, and feminist lenses to them. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Amanda here, and I've got a quick ask for you. Before you start listening to this episode, can you please take a moment and go to your Apple Podcasts or Spotify page or wherever it is you are listening and subscribe to our show? This will allow you to see when we've released new episodes and put us high up in your queue so that you are sure to never miss an episode. If you've already done that, please take a moment to rate and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. But yeah, hello, Christina. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? How are you recovering from the weekend? I am recovering swimmingly well. Um, Listeners, this weekend we went camping together with my husband and Christina's boyfriend and some of his friends. And wow, it was so much fun. But also we learned... We learned some very important lessons about water freezing inside of the water pump in our pop-up trailer. Um, lessons that I had hoped we wouldn't have needed to learn, but we learned. You learned, and like I learned that I might have PTSD from how cold I got this weekend. Like there was one point where all I could think about was how cold the entirety of my body was, and like was that's it night? All I could focus on nighttime that was night yeah i mean it got below freezing to our listeners so you guys can understand but um so it it was rough i feel like though uh trent and i were on the we had the best situation out of anybody with you and brandon at a close second because we had each other um, yes number one Number two, he ran the, we slept in his car. And so um, he ran his heater for a while before we actually crawled into bed. Which was so fabulous. And I was definitely jealous. I mean, it it did the job uh, for a little bit, but we still like had to crack very, very slight cracks in his back windows because we didn't want to just be cooped up with our own air for um Mm -hmm. the whole night so we still had to let like cold air in which drained that heat pretty quickly but i will say the second night when he crawled in he was like oh my god it's so hot and so he just started uh he was like down to his skivvies on the second night and he (laughs) stayed that way for pretty much the whole night but like when i woke up the next morning he had put all of his wool layers back on so i was like ah okay so you slowly put clothes back on Yes, that's exactly the first night we were freezing. But the second night, we kind of actually got a little bit warm in the trailer. Yeah, I want to say we got we got a little warm, too, because I mean, I was still wearing two layers on my legs, a sweatshirt, Mm -hmm. and then um, socks like I think they were wool socks. But the thing was, is that he and I didn't have I don't think the proper bedding, like our base layer was good because um, it was like a, a, a very, very low temperature rated sleeping bag that was massive. So we put that as the base layer. Mm-hmm. But then the blankets that I brought weren't well insulated because they're supposed to be temperature regulating. So you keep cool while you're under them. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a little chilly. But the second night, what we did was we took his sleeping bag, unzipped it and put it on top of us and then put the blankets on top of us. So it's actually a lot warmer. I think I slept through yeah. the night better the second night um, because I think I only remember make, waking up twice and we went to bed at like what 9 30 ish and then we were up yeah. by I mean we were up by eight so <laughs> I think it was about yeah I would say it was probably like early to bed and then like not super early to rise right it was a super fun time though um I got to it sort was. of learn how to play Pinochle. I feel so sorry for John. Like, he Ugh. really wanted to play, and we were all just so cold we couldn't focus. It was also, um, like, super confusing. It was. I mean, I started to get the idea. Game. 
I started to get the idea of it, and I'm sure you and Brandon will be invited to Trent's uh, housewarming party he'll probably throw. And then John yeah. will get round two because Trent promised that he could play it as it had his housewarming. Um, Aww. So, yeah, so I'm sure you'll get around round two. And I, I'll probably try and play that time because I, I understood where it was going. Uh, and it mm. made sense. But like John said, it was like half luck and then half strategy. Yeah, exactly. I think like, yeah, I think a second time learning it a second time when I'm not really, really cold and also really, really tired would be much better. Yes. Also, um, did you have your workout class this morning? I did. Yeah, I went to the gym. How this did you do after the workout that we had this weekend? Because we went on a, a really not a long hike, <laughs> but it was at a higher elevation and there was a lot of squatting involved. It was so a lot like, of ducking. Yes, my thighs are still kind of sore. And so I'm just like, I wonder how Amanda did with her workout. <laughs> my thighs, thankfully, are not sore. And I only attribute the fact that like I work them out really often. But today's workout class, so they finally stopped assigning us to like specific spots in the room. We now get to choose where we want to start and which like number station we start at. Yeah. Um, And I picked the weight floor to start at and I didn't realize it was like a very very forceful ab day so like my legs are fine but my abs hurt so much the treadmill was really nice though and the rower was mm, it that hurt a little bit but by the time I got to the rower I was like I'm tired anyways I know right it's like oh I'm so sleepy yeah yeah um I was just wondering because because I mean even Yesterday, the the drive home was rough because um, we, like, it was just so much sitting. And uh, the thing is, after you work out and, like, you have soreness in your body, the best thing to do is either stretch or keep moving. Stretch. Mm -hmm. If you stay stationary, it hurts more. Yes. So true. So, so so true. We got out uh, at a rest stop. And I stood up and stretched. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) My legs hurt (laughs) so much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my thighs were burning, but um, Trent and I got back to his place, showered, and then uh, proceeded to eat this weird concoction that he made with, like, my leftover um, green chili chicken enchilada soup that I make. Um, and Ooh. then he took that, mixed some more rice into it to thicken it, and then poured it on top of tamales that he had oh wow it was actually really good and it was like the perfect act like we were both in the kitchen going oh my god look a microwave look a stove look. <laughs> <laughs> like we had just been in the wilderness for years you know we were it was it was a weekend you guys um it really but, was uh, it was <laughs> it was just so funny and then we proceeded to watch monsters inc that sounds lovely because i mentioned to him i was like oh yeah depending on how i'm feeling you know i because you know we just spent all weekend together i wanted to give him a space so i was just like oh you know you know i'll go home and and uh probably watch like jurassic park or something and he's like but but i want to cuddle with you and watch movies i was like well baby okay i'll stay we can cuddle watch movies oh and we watched monsters inc and by 9 30 we were passed out Mm mm-hmm that sounds pretty that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, you guys Aww. beat us though, because we took the long way back going uh down the switchbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we definitely took we took the regular, I mean we took like the regular freeway to get back, but we also went straight to my parents afterwards to like suss out what was wrong with the water pump. And I also learned how to solder electrical wires um, and replaced a plug on one of our lights. So yeah, we ended up, we like got back to town pretty quickly, but we did not get home home for a while. (laughs) Yeah, because you guys were working on stuff. Are you guys missing a blue towel by any chance? Missing a blue towel? Um, You're going to have to send me pictures of it. I don't have any, but Trent found one. He says it looks familiar, but he doesn't remember if it's his. Is it is it solid blue? Because like we had some checkered blue towels that were like blue, purple, and green. We definitely have Trent's spatula, by the way. And I oh, think the we red had one? his hand. 
Yeah. And I think we have his hand towel too, but we're washing, we're washing those and then we will give them back to you. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, um, the spatula I think goes in his dad's camping thing, but we'll figure it out. That thing's just, that's sitting in his car because he's like, eh, I really don't want to deal with that right now. I'm like, that's fair. totally fair. Either. Yeah. Funny enough, we, literally... though, we actually, we actually beat his roommate home, Sam. Really? Oh, yeah, because impressive. they went uh they went and stopped over in um in the town where the guys went to school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're college town. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll beat him home. Sure enough, we got home, his car wasn't in the garage. We're like, yeah, it was so much easier to unload stuff. We're like, thank God Sam's not here. And then he showed up halfway through. We're like, damn it, Sam. Oh my god, I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, all good. It's all good. It was a good that time. Is- but yeah, so long story short, we went uh, camping this weekend and it was wonderful. It was so great. It was so, so great. Despite the cold, yeah. we had a really good time. Yeah. And it's just gearing up. We're, I mean, for us, we're like gearing up for our summer vacation, which will be camping. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm so excited for you guys. I am so excited for you guys. Um, I would love to know um mm-hmm. what this episode is about amanda yes so for today's episode episode number 13 we are going to be talking about crazy laws from leviticus and deuteronomy um specifically laws where like if people want to use the bible out of context it's bonkers or laws that really show a lot of misogyny which like we didn't plan to cover laws that show a lot of misogyny but um after looking at our notes and comparing them we both pulled up pulled up laws that have a lot of misogyny in them yeah, so that's and what I we're going to be doing they're just, today. Uh, they're interesting, and I, I, I specifically look at these, and I think of the people who like to use, you know, Bible verses out of context and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I, I personally will love to throw some of these in their faces and be like, "Oh, well, you want to start using Bible verses out of context? Let me throw some of these your way." Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So um, I pulled some from this article that I found. Yeah, because I don't I don't own a Bible like a heathen. So I had <laughs> to go online and be like weird v- laws in Leviticus and look and at you. Up. Yeah. And you specifically looked up Leviticus. I specifically looked up Deuteronomy and I like flipped through my Bible and just like scanned and found crazy shit. So buckle yeah. up for this wild ride yeah so i mean i i have i have this article that's like um 76 <laughs> things banned oh in leviticus and their penalties so um Oof. i mean i i can just go through some of the ones like that i just found that were funny um like there are ones that are pretty um extreme like eating blood is one of them yeah um and then like letting your hair become unkempt Mm -hmm. um now that one it says that uh the punishment is you will die and god will be angry at everyone but it may only apply to the priesthood so if you're not a member of the clergy you may skate by oh yeah um there's a lot of uh ones about eating so certain things you can't you can't eat um uh-huh. eating or touching the carcass of so just imagine that eating or touching the carcass of for all of these yeah. um any seafood mm-hmm. without fins or scales um eating eagle the vulture the black vulture the red kite any kind of black kite any kind of raven the horn owl screech owl the gull any kind of hawk the little owl the cormorant the gray owl the white owl the desert owl the osprey the stork any kind of heron and the bat wow. You will be unclean. Oh my god! Yeah, the bat, the bat. Oh god, that that mm, mm. COVID, <sighs> COVID. If only they had listened to Leviticus eleven thirteen <laughs> through nineteen. Oh my god! Uh, so like for yeah. all of the eating laws, I I think that those are pretty much all around for like don't touch that, don't eat that, don't do that. Um, I think a lot of those specifically are or at least were at that time related to safety and keeping people safe from what they didn't understand in the past were germs and diseases and undercooked 
thingy. I want to say metabolisms, but that's not the right word. Um, Meats? Microorganisms and shit. <laughs> Which, like, because, like, that's, yeah, those things are gross, if not cooked properly. Like, I would not want to eat an osprey anyways. I feel like that would eat me, but True. I digress. This one was interesting. Eating or touching the carcass of flying insects with four legs, unless those legs are jointed. What flying insects don't have jointed legs? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't want to think about that. Bugs are gross. <sighs> I'm going to um, Google it. I'm going to Google it. And then eating animal, any animal which walks on all four and has paws. Good news for cats. Um, you will be oh. unclean also applies to touching their carcasses. Ew. Yeah. Oh, moth. Oh, oh no, they have jointed legs. Ew. Oh, centipedes. Oh, I regret Googling this. Oh, I man. told you. I told you. I'm... Okay, we're not. I'm not going back to that. Ew. Um, <laughs> this also includes um, eating or touching the carcass of any creature which crawls on many legs or its belly. So centipedes qualify for two categories and then no one can eat chorizo. <laughs> oh, and by chorizo, snake. I mean my snake, Please. not the food. Yes, I was about to say, hang on, squad. We are talking about Christina's pet snake. We are not talking about chorizo, the ground meat, which is delightful in omelets. Yes, delightful in omelets. Oh, my gosh. My poor baby. I would cry. Because um, everyone cracks jokes like, oh, like during the family Zoom calls, uh, mm -hmm. specifically our cousins. They're just like, I mean, oh, I mean, I know, I know he has a food name. You named him after a food, baby. Christina. You named baby. your baby after a food. Like, to uh, some degree, like, they should lay off. But also, you got to recognize, you named your snake after a tube of meat that people eat. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but um, he is still a sweet, precious, sweet, precious little ball. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I know, I do kind of welcome it. Um. But yeah, so those are kind of like, to me, the ones that are like, I don't know, just kind of goofy, I, I could say. Mm. Um, and then there oh, were sure. ones that are like, okay, that's, you know, self-explanatory, like having, don't have sex with your mother, don't have sex with your father's wife. Damn it, Christina. Right? <laughs> that was one of the ones I picked out. <laughs> oh, was it? That was one of the ones that showed up in Deuteronomy. Well, it shows up in Leviticus, too. Who was sleeping with their mother-in-law so often that they had to, like, restate it? It, like, goes through your entire family tree. Like, don't have sex with your 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 sister, your granddaughter, your half-sister. Hey, don't have sex with uh... your half-sister. That goes out to uh... <laughs> people into incest. Don't do it, okay? They're, like, Ew. marrying your cousin, that whole thing. Um, you hear that, Luke Skywalker? Yeah, you hear that, buddy? Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so it's just like... It's 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 a whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. But there were specific ones that I picked out. Yes. That Share them. That Tell really us. Interesting. So there are two that kind of go hand in hand with each other which is going to the church within 33 days after giving birth to a boy. Mm. So, okay. and then, um, and then it says in the notes, it says like, actually she's unclean a week and then another 33 days. So I'm not sure how many days oh. total. If so the 33 person... plus seven, so 40 days. Yeah. So 40 days basically. Okay. Um, if, if the woman does this, then she has to offer, offer up a sacrifice, whatever that might be. Um, okay. And then it goes hand in hand with having a girl. However, if you have a girl, it's 66 days. Uh, what? Uh, the, but why? Because, because <laughs> women, I guess. Because vaginas are scary. And you, you know can only say. bring one extra vagina into the church after 66 days. The whispering eye, Christina. Oh my god, the Amanda said that eye. this weekend and we were all like, the what? 
go. Brandon said it. I was very impressed. You're right. You're right. It was your husband. Get him in here. Brandon, I have a bone to pick with you. Why'd you do this? Uh, <laughs> he would just be oh, like, because oh, I can. Because I can. Uh, because he knows more about poetry sometimes. Brandon, or, like, no, maybe he found it. He does. He's got some surprises up his sleeves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, what do you the what do you think eye. about the whole a new term? The whole having to wait after having a child thing. I, think, I mean, I know it has to tie into a woman being yeah. unclean when being on her period, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, like, so we see a lot of that throughout the Old Testament laws in general about uncleanliness um, related to menstruating and having a period. And I think to some degree, the effect of, like, blood and, like, safety around blood, like, blood carries diseases, especially if it is not blood that we know where it comes from, like, if it comes from a random person. Um, like teachers are trained in blood pathogen management. So if like a kid starts bleeding in class, we know theoretically how to handle it. I don't think most of us actually know what to do, but like legally we're trained and supposedly know what to do with it. But like, I think so on one hand, I'm like, yeah, like, I think that's super chill. Like you're not expected to go to church within at least a month of giving birth. Um, but on the other hand, I think that it's super sexist. That it's like, oh, 33 days after giving birth. Oh, wait a second. I just thought Ooh. of something. Where does circumcision fit into here? Because boys would have been circumcised. Girls would oh, not have been. Oh, maybe that's so it. wonder. I wonder if longer. No, I don't think it's that girls are unclean for longer. I think it's that like they would want to circumcise earlier. Um what do brisses happen? Uh, let me see. Maybe it's spelled. Oh, never mind. It's spelled Brit according to Wikipedia, and it is eight days from the baby's birth. So that's really quick. Never mind. That doesn't count. Good guess. Um, never mind. That was my theory. That was my theory. I was like, maybe they have to go to church so they could like circumcise their boys. And then the girls get to just stay at home because they don't have to be circumcised according to Judaism. So <laughs> never mind. My theory was good, but it is not accurate. Um, good, but slightly yeah, I flawed. Think, That's okay. Yeah, but slightly flawed. I think, yeah, I think that this might just be some blatant misogyny and sexism in here. Like, oh, yeah, you had a boy. Let's Let's bring him to church. You can come to church. Whereas if it's a girl, it's like, hmm, you have twice as long out. Which, like, on one hand, as I stated before, I think it would be nice to not have the expectation to have to go anywhere or do anything. But on the other hand, I think that the discrepancy in timing between after giving birth to a boy and after giving birth to a girl is stupid. True. I think the, uh, the U.S. should look at this and go, hmm. If the Bible says you can't even go to church within 33 to 66 days after giving birth to a child, mm -hmm. maybe we should offer paid maternity and paternity leave. God, I can't wait for that to happen eventually. I hope it happens. Oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of <sighs> disappointed with our uh, current management in office because there's rumors yeah. that he's going to backtrack on his student loan forgiveness. That's kind of like the vibes that I'm getting, and I'm not about that life. I'm really it grumpy sucks, about that. Man. I'm really grumpy about that. Yeah, me too. I'm like, yo, that would have. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that because yeah. that'll be a whole other tangent. Means, yeah, that means that we're going to need second jobs. I no. mean, like, not need them, but like, if we want to pay, if we want to like continue paying them down at like a faster rate than required, we would need to get second jobs. So, yeah. And by oh, we, I mean Brandon. I think he would be the one getting the second job. He would be the first <sighs> to offer it, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Ugh, that's dumb. Uh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We're going to roll with it. We're, we're just going to roll, see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Okay, so the next one that I found that was really interesting um, was, mm -hmm. this is a lot, uh, that picking up grapes that have fallen in your vineyard is a no-no. And they are to be huh. left for the poor oh and there's no penalty to them but it's interesting because how do very i don't know like 
I feel like religious organizations, um, the, specifically the churches that I grew up in, always looked at the poor as those who have less than and like looked down on them. And they would do things to um, do uh, just like do outreach, but then they would leave. And it was more like, it always seemed like a photo grab rather than like a pr stunt yeah or like so they could share pictures on facebook and go hey look what we did we packed meals for the poor it's like well that's Mm. great but you didn't have to photograph it i mean i understand wanting to commemorate and wanting to you know have keepsakes from fun things that you do it is it is fun to give back and all that stuff but i feel like there's something that you know you want to do it for the right reasons. And sometimes I just get the vibe that certain religious organizations don't. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That makes really good sense. And I agree wholeheartedly. I think that sometimes I think that it like encroaches into like the white saviorism aspect where if you aren't like, it's one thing to go and quote unquote, serve the poor. It's another thing to actually bring people who are less well off like into your community and like support them in an ongoing and realistic nature mm-hmm. which like is not something that I see a lot of churches doing uh, agree I mean like I see some churches but like I don't think it's the common I don't think it's the common yeah and it's unfortunately it's it's not um and, like, you see it all the time, too, with influencers and stuff. You mm. see people who have, like, gone viral for their, um, the, like, doing really great things for the homeless, which is, again, that's awesome. We love that you're doing that. But when you know specifically yeah. that they got this on film of this guy, like, look at what I did for the homeless. Like, I gave this guy keys to a new apartment. Like, there are some extreme ones out there. And it's like, did, mm-hmm. did you have to? Like, because I can tell that. Not only are you filming it, but I see cuts in the video, which means you had multiple cameras on this person, which puts them in an awkward situation because they might yeah. not want to be filmed. Um, and then you spent the time and money to edit it. I'm just like, mm, yeah, I, I question like, your um, sincerity. Yeah. Like, are you doing this out of the pure goodness of your heart or are you doing it to like, toot your own horn etc etc and I think that like that's I think that's something that like definitely isn't seen because like in this verse um don't pick up grapes that have fallen in your vineyard leave them to the poor for no penalty that definitely is like a quiet that's a quiet act that's a very quiet act by just like leaving behind the things that have fallen so that others can pick them up and benefit from them and like you are at no you have no gain from that. There is no gain for the grape farmer in that situation. Exactly. It's just gain for those who are less fortunate. I think that like that sort of behavior is really rare. Yeah. And like, granted, it's not like you're going out of your way to give something to somebody. You, I mean, I know in today's day and age, if you take this very literally, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, picking up grapes that have fallen in your vineyard. Like if you're in a vineyard and you have grapes that fall, you won't like go and pick them up and try and use them. If they've fallen on the ground, you know, they're not supposed to be used. And so it's not hurting yeah. you in any way, but you're not going out of your way to to assist the poor. I mean, it's a it's a very like um lawful neutral, you know? Mm-hmm. We, were, yeah, we were talking exactly. about D and D um alignments. What, placements, alignments. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this weekend we were trying to decide like who's who. I don't think anyone ever decided me. All uh, you might have, but I was so focused on how cold I was, I never heard anything. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, no. I mean, that that's a very lawful neutral thing to do. Mhm. You're yeah, not hurting agreed. anybody. Agreed. You're not going above and beyond. You're just in the middle. You know, um so that one, mm-hmm. that one was interesting to me. I'm sorry. I just found another one that's not on my list, but trimming your beard. Go for it. Gosh. Was that for everyone or just for like Levites? Because I feel like there are different. I feel like I'm there are different sure. roles. I'm not sure. I can different... give you the verse. Okay. Give me the verse. 1927. 
1927. Could also be for it's members 16. of the clergy. No, clergy, I feel like, would shave. I'm not sure. Uh, ritual and moral holiness. Oh, this is the one with the tattoos. Mm-hmm. The tattoo one is the next one. Um, you shall not round off the hair of your temples or mar the edges of your beard. Uh, before that, you shall not eat anything with its blood and you shall not practice augury or witchcraft. And then after it, you shall not make any gashes in your flesh for the dead or tattoo any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Whoops. Oh, Jesus. Amanda, we're fucked. Do you want to know 29? I Making know your fucked. daughter prostitute herself? Do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute that the land not become prostituted and full of depravity. Woof. Okay. Yeah. Don't turn your children into prostitutes. Jesus. I feel like that's self-explanatory, but, you know, sometimes the Lord has to spell things out, you know? You know what they say about, um, you know what they say about laws, right? Or rules and laws in general? They only exist because somebody... No, they only exist because someone was stupid enough to do it in the first place. Oh, God. You know what? That's very, very true. Which, like, some of this definitely would make sense in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, But going into... um, Sorry, I've been burping a little bit, and it's because I'm drinking a uh, gin and, like, lime bubble water. Oh, dude, you're all good. So for burping to the mic, um, viewers or viewers, listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> if anyway, you see her, you're yeah, already you stalking her. Um, That's a problem. Right. Um, so the fourth one that I found, um, and this is going to be the last one I'll talk about. I've got one more after that, but um, this would be a good, that's a good tie into our next episode. So I'm going to hold on to that mm-hmm. one. Um, but the fourth one, the last one that I'll talk about is mistreating foreigners Mm. the foreigner Mm. residing among you must be treated as your native born wow (sighs) yeah i know just a big old sigh to let out there because build the wall build the wall like i can't oh my god yeah and it's 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 crazy and and i'm only chanting that because i know a lot of extremely religious people also were very into trump and were very yeah. and and a lot of you know there's just a lot of fear-mongering when it comes to the mm-hmm. foreigner quote-unquote which is ridiculous yeah and i also think that like there's a lot i think that there are a lot of like more uh, fundamentalist evangelical who would say that the old testament doesn't matter anymore because jesus is the new testament and jesus mm-hmm. like is all that matters um yep. so i i actually you're you know that guy that you went to elementary school with that went to the same like college bible study group as me i love that he keeps getting brought up in this we had a f- fucking debate about this and he was like no that doesn't count anymore like no that doesn't apply and i was like bruh it's in the bible i think it was like a discuss about i think it was in a discussion about like daca that we were having or something back in like 2013 or 2014 i'm so glad that he was was, uh, right you could be i mean you wouldn't be stuck with him you would have gotten with the program eventually but like yeah much like no i don't think that like they should be or it might have been about in-state tuition but basically his point was like no i don't think dreamers have any right to anything and i was like bro they have literally been here their whole lives like their parents brought them over and he's like yeah it's just kids paying for the sins of their parents and i'm like like what the actual fuck so you um, believe they so clearly the, sins of the parents like what it's, it's there's a verse about that somewhere <sighs> it's a bible verse yeah um uh, i'll loop back around to in the recommendation but there's some psychology about epigenetic children paying for the sins of their parents and i will come back to that at the end okay it's just but yeah so i definitely yeah yeah. you're good go ahead (laughs) that's definitely a verse that's definitely a verse that um is real and very applicable the idea that like we should not treat foreigners or the idea that like mistreating foreigners was a major no-no in leviticus 
And that is something that so much of the white evangelical church like pegs itself on. Yeah. And it's so funny because they're always just like, everyone is welcome. And then they're like, but if you're, if you're not from here, no, you know, like it just, it's so weird. And it's, it's specifically um, people of color. Because if you're white presenting, Mm -hmm. it's not a big issue. Have you noticed that? Like, we're not building a wall on the eastern seaboard. Mm -hmm. We're building. We're not building a wall with between us and Canada, right? We're building a wall in the southwestern United States. Exactly, because those those other people are are white presenting. You you don't know until they might open their mouth and have an accent that they are not from Mm -hmm. here. So I think that one's interesting and like there's no penalty given so it's more it can be considered more of a suggestion but come on yeah it's it's a big yeah. one and i think that the extreme evangelicals um you know if they want to be like oh you know you gotta listen to the bible listen to what the bible says okay here you go mm-hmm. mistreating foreigners right there you you want you can't trim your beard either you can't shave the sides of your head. Your tattoos are unholy, too. Um, you know, like, it's just... Ugh, I can't. I can't with with um, people who are... <sighs> who ignore stuff like yeah. this that, you know, is something that is so important. And I'm so sorry if you hear shouting behind me. I don't know. Is it picking mm-hmm. up? No, it's not. You're good. Okay, good. My the it's it's summer and the pool's open, so it's like people are down there and screaming. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. well, you know, if you hear it, sorry. Um, but that is it for Leviticus, the ones that I found. I would love to hear about the ones that you got from Deuteronomy because uh yeah. these are these are great. Yeah, okay. I'm ready to go. So my first verse, um, you already touched on it. So like, I don't really have a lot to say on is Deuteronomy 27, 23. And basically it's just cursed to be anyone who lies with his mother-in-law, which like (laughs) on one hand, like no shit. On another hand, I feel, I genuinely wonder if there was like so much like family love going on that like children started being born with deformities and they were like hang on guys we got to make a law against this because apparently there were maybe a lot of milfs back then or something and geez i just can't believe that they actually had to make a law for that because that's just like normal thought to us like now amanda i will tell you i saw this tiktok where uh, this girl was basically bragging that like how her relationship has lasted as long as it has is because um, she lets her man play with her mother. Ew. It's just like... Ew. I get being Ew. Polly. We're, we're not shaming Polly here. Um, no. It's more we're so like... Family ties. F- family ties, you know? Like, yeah. um, I Like, if I were dating a woman, I wouldn't want that woman to go off and date my brother, if that makes any sense. I'm like, that... Okay, Number one, that's that's exactly. a code there you don't break, and I feel like it just mm-hmm. causes a lot of oh, it just it makes a weird dynamic in the family too. It does because both like, you and your ugh. mother have seen your man's dick. Ew. Also, your mother literally gave birth to you. Like that's another. That's a whole nother can that's of worms. A whole nother can of worms. Like that's open like, worms if your mom everywhere. If your mom and your boyfriend like conceived a child, would that be your sibling and also your stepchild? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just too much, too many worms. Too many worms too many in worms. this can. Can't think about it. Too many worms. Yeah. Don't no, so. sleep in laws. I just oh all big cringes all big um, cringes. so yeah that was that was the first verse that i picked and this was just literally flipping through deuteronomy there right. are plenty more where these came from um the second verse that i picked is deuteronomy 25 11 through 12 which i love and wow what the fuck i also hate it um <laughs> if men get into a fight with one another 
and the wife of one intervenes to rescue her husband from the grip of his opponent by reaching out and seizing his genitals, you shall cut off her hand. Show no pity. I love the show no pity. I know. It's just so dramatic. And these are all from the NRSV version. Um, but like I on one hand, like, way to go, wife. Like intervene, rescue your husband from the grip of his opponent. Like the way that it's just phrased, it makes me sound like the dude's about to die at the hands of his opponent. So, like, obviously, I would assume that you would go for what's easiest to grab, what's the best thing to take control of another man, his genitals. And like yep. Just like, what the fuck? Like, homegirl's just trying to save her husband. And you're going to cut off her fucking hand, you dickwad? Hell no. Let that woman grab that other dude's dick. It's his problem for trying to strangle her husband. Let there be blood and not on her hands. Um, right? See, see, yeah. I would I would change that verse a little bit. I would, I would go, you know, by reaching out and seizing his genitals show no pity you know no you shall cut off her hand <laughs> exactly this goes from seizing his genitals show no pity get his dick show no pity. get his dick grab it twist it yank it whatever you need to do that, to get ew. him off your man bop it slap twist it bop it, slap it. <laughs> oh my god twist it pull it i am an ew <laughs> Oh, oh man, stop too it. many visuals um, I did not need in my brain. But yeah, oh I like saw that verse and I was like, oh, this is metal. And then I was like, wait, this is like misogynistic metal, but like it's also very metal, which I'm, right? because, I'm kind of And it also for. insinuates there was a lot of dick grabbing. Yeah, which is like that was the woman's main idea was to just go right for the dick. Which is honestly a pretty straightforward idea. Like, why would you fuck around with yeah. anything else? But it also, like, puts into perspective everyone's just like, oh, like, you know, all the dick jokes. You don't think of back then as that being a viable option, you know? You think of, like, mm -hmm. history and there was, like, some poise to things. And it's like, no, there was dick grabbing. Yeah. The Bible mentions I mean, dick like, grabbing. There was that one, um, geez, I think it was one of the judges. I want to say, like, Deborah or someone like literally nailed a man's head to the ground using like a tent stake so that they could win a battle like it's fucking intense yep it's kind of like when you think about um the victorian pictures from the like the turn of the century when getting um pictures taken of yourself were were popular mm -hmm. um and they were a long exposure because that's just how the pictures of the time were taken that's how they could do it um, so they had to stand, they had to sit or stand in their poses for a very long period of time. So it was easier mm -hmm. to have um, serious faces because they were easier to hold than like a smile per se, which is why a lot of those pictures are very stoic looking. But if you look into yes. like the other parts of the negatives, it's um, like they break and they smile and they laugh. And it's just so cute because it brings a lot of humanity. Mm hmm. To it, because we, we have this idea of how it was back then, you know, and it's just like, no, I mean, they were just like it was today, you know, it just, they didn't have everything that we have, you know, um, mm -hmm. but back in, back in the biblical times, they had dick grabbing. And that's, that's they just a solid thing grabbing. to think about, you know, puts things into it really perspective. Is. It really is. It really, really is. Especially, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Which, yeah, never did I ever think that that would be something that I would find. All right. I want to hear <sighs> about these ones that you wrote too long to type. Yes. I did not feel like typing them, but I found them to be interesting. Um, so for like every bit of misogyny that we've seen, like these next two give me a little bit of hope because they're not quite misogynistic they're not as great as they could be but like they're not horrific they look um, like so the first more against you know like it's it's men doing things to their to the women in their lives it's at least yeah. acknowledging yeah so for the next two it's like at least the bible is acknowledging that men mistreat women and acknowledges it but first one is deuteronomy 22 13 through 19 and, and the subtitle for this is Laws Concerning Sexual Relations, because, you know, the government, or in this case, the, what do you, not a meritocracy, what do you call it when, like, the religion body is also the governing body? The U.S. government? No. 
It's not I a like republic, my it's joke. not a meritocracy. It's not an aristotelacy. That's not even a thing. It's yeah. Patriarchy. Um, so be- nope, not patriarchy. Not monarchy. Whatever. I'll think of it later. Um, but anyways, su- suppose Sorry. a man marries a woman, but after going into her, he dislikes her and makes up charges against her, slandering her by saying, I married this woman, but when I lay with her, I did not find evidence of her virginity. The father of the young woman, uh, shit, I lost my spot. There we go. The father of the young woman shall then submit the evidence of the young woman's virginity to the elders of the city at the gate. The father of the young woman shall say to the elders, I gave my daughter in marriage to this man, but he dislikes her. Now he has made up charges against her, saying, I did not find evidence of your daughter's virginity. But here is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. Then they shall spread out the cloth before the elders of the um, which is problematic because literally not everybody has a hymen and it doesn't always break and bleed. Yeah, moving on. Exactly. Um, the elders of that town shall take the man and punish him. They shall find him 100 shekels of silver, which they shall give to the young woman's father because he has slandered a virgin of Israel. She shall remain his wife. He shall not be permitted to divorce her as long as he lives. Which, fuck, like, can you? Like, no, I don't like this one. She was not a virgin when I slept with her. JK, I just didn't like her. To like live with her for the rest of your life. Now you really ain't gonna like her because she gonna make your life she hell. She gonna make your life a living hell and rightfully so. And rightfully so, so because there, especially in the Bible, there's so much worth put on a woman. And like even today, exactly. even today, honestly, in, in the religious uh, sector, there's a lot of worth put on a woman based on one simple factor and that is her virginity honestly it is a commodity it's it's not even like the woman herself it is her virginity that has been commodified and bartered and traded throughout history and it's stupid yep so it's not even her fault and then he tries to claim oh she wasn't a virgin so you already know she's probably getting punishments for that just yeah. straight out the gate because he opens his mouth and says, nah, I didn't like it. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then, well, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, the chapter continues on with, if, however, this charge is true, the young woman's virginity wasn't found, they shall bring the woman out of the entrance of her father's house, and then she gets stoned. So, like, kind of fucking sucks if you just didn't happen to, you know, bleed or have a hymen that broke or any of those things. Mm-hmm. which fucking sucks so yeah not as as i would have hoped <sighs> but at yeah because i mean i know that like die but yeah at least she wasn't dead you know i know that i probably would have been stoned um like even if i was a virgin because i remember the time that first time i had sex it was just like there was no bleeding you know i mean it was a new mm. sensation but it was yeah. just like no blood like i had been told there was gonna be um mm-hmm. no extreme pain like i was told there was gonna be so it's just like mm, yeah i think you just say those things once again to scare women off specifically yeah. from having sex before they're married and it's like i mean i don't know they never talk sorry about go ahead and continue no, it's okay. Yeah. It's like it's it's something that's never talked about like after marriage. It's like, okay, but what if I'm having sex for the first time when I marry? It's like, oh, then that will happen. It's like, what? A piece of paper changes that? Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like I think so like part of me wonders because the first time I um was penetrated was like a very um like abusive scenario and it was right. very it was very painful and also very bloody. Like, I think I bled for a couple of days. Not, like, gushing, but, like, it was not a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of me genuinely wonders and also thinks that it might just be the case that, like, within the church, because sex ed is so shitty, and by shitty I mean, like, non-existent, mm-hmm. I think that, like, well, not that I think that. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of women's first, like, intercourse experience was actually like very traumatic and like unprepared and did hurt and did involve a lot of bleeding because like 
there's nothing taught in the church about foreplay and about preparation and about lube and like all of the important things. Plus, I also feel like a lot of men in the church, not like all men, obviously, but a lot of men are probably like super entitled on their wedding night and they're like, here we fucking go. And it just Mm -hmm. sucks ass for women. So I think like on one hand, like, yeah, that makes sense. But I also think on another hand, like it's a sign of like a problem within the church as a whole. 100% I agree with that yep yep oh my god I also just I also just realized that I years just graduated and I just realized that they now know the podcast link because it's in my Instagram profile and I gave them my Instagram handle so uh love it seniors if you're if you're still listening you probably never needed to hear that story but uh welcome to our podcast yeah, they've probably binged it all. They're probably like, oh, I can finally see how super cool my teacher was. Oh, my God. And how much I wish that all of my former students had comprehensive sex education. Jesus. Seriously, though. Seriously. <sighs> but, you know, our state doesn't require it. So um, they just oh, assume no, it's that. Not, oh, it's not that our state doesn't require it. Our state doesn't allow comprehensive sex education. You're not allowed to teach. <sighs> about like other forms of sexuality besides like straight sexuality and you're not allowed to teach about contraception it's abstinence Uh, only education uh, i did a whole grad school project about this there were a lot of condom and banana pictures in my powerpoint oh my gosh um (laughs) okay as you were saying no i mean it's just I think it's ridiculous that our state doesn't have, doesn't allow comprehensive sex education. I think it's, it's just so frustrating because you can look at, I mean, we've already beaten this horse in the ground. I know we have in previous episodes, but you can look at charts and charts and evidence where when you have abstinence only education, it is, you are more likely to see a rise in teenage pregnancies and sexually transmitted uh, infections and diseases um Mm -hmm. and it is you can see the increase in that if you would just teach about contraceptives whether it just be condoms or birth control or both for the love of god um Mm -hmm. it's seriously and like if you could just teach about like the other benefits that birth control can give you like um helping with your hormones and helping with you know acne and all that stuff like regulating your period for women Mm -hmm. (laughs) like me who've always had an irregular period that always follows everybody else in their lives um Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it, there's so much more to it than just like, oh, you, it's dirty act. It just, oh my God, I could go on for forever about um, sex education because I just, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I would like to hear about the other one that you said was too long to type. Yes. Okay. So the final verse that I picked was Deuteronomy 21, 10 through 14. And this is about female captives. When you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God hands them over to you and you take them captive, suppose you see among the captives a beautiful woman whom you desire and want to marry. And so you shall bring her home to your house. She shall shave her head, pare her nails, discard her captive's garb, and shall remain in your house a full month mourning for her father and mother. Sad. After that, you may go in to be sorry you may go into her and be her husband and she shall be your wife but if you are not satisfied with her you shall let her go free and not sell her for money you must not treat her as a slave since you have dishonored her um there's a lot there's a lot in that passage it's kind of a wild roller coaster of feelings um one oh if you see a woman you think she's pretty go ahead and take her home with you ew um two give her a month to mourn her family okay that's a little thoughtful three um go into her and she shall be your wife which also makes the assumption be that by having intercourse with someone that automatically makes them your spouse which i would Mm -hmm. love to touch on on a different topic at a different time if we ever do like a whole episode about sex outside of marriage um And four, if you're not satisfied with her, let her go. Don't treat her as a slave because you have dishonored her. Which, okay, good. Like, yeah, don't sell her into slavery. But on the other hand, like, bruh, you just killed her family, took her from her homeland, fucked her, and now you're just like, meh, I don't like you. Goodbye. And you just set her free with no support? What the hell? Mm Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> that's a fucked up process. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. It, it's so, it's so weird too, to think about that. Like you're right. It just, um, it, it, you make the assumption that simply because he has sex with her, that makes her his wife. Like, it's just, there's so much like male domination Mm-hmm. It's 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 so creepy, and you're right. Your emotions kind of go through a back and forth with that section because you're like, okay, um, this, but I mean this, and then uh, I don't know about that. Okay, but this, you know, it's like it's a weird back and forth that you go with, and that, and it's like, I think that we as women have been like, well, at least it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, which you know, is to like, say that it is pretty bad anyway. It's still pretty but... bad anyway. Like, it's like, oh, well, at yeah. least you're not going to be prostituted out um, or sold for money like a slave. Like, that's a good thing. But he did stick his dick in you and therefore you're his property. Yeah. Or, well, no, you're not his property because he defiled you, but he's let you go. And I'm not a virgin. So if you tell well, someone you're you a virgin and then they marry you and then there's no blood on the sheets, then they can stone you. Like, there's no real protection there is basically, like, I guess what I'm getting at. There's no real protection. Like, it sounds like, oh, yeah, like, set her free because you defiled her. Like, don't sell her because she's not your slave. But, like, there's no for the woman after that situation, which sucks. It does suck. It does. It's just, like I said, like you said, I should say, um, it's just, like, this weird back and forth. Like, part of me gets really excited, and then I just get disappointed. I get excited, and then yeah. I just get and I'm like, eh, exactly. Could be Which better. is like pretty much the entirety of the books of the law. It's just like, oh, ah, mm, and it's bonkers. I remember the first time I had to read them all the way through. I was bored out of my gourd, but also like there were some <laughs> weird things. And what the fuck? Just like today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. Well, I want to read the one last one we have before we wrap up this episode. Because uh, okay. it's a good tie into next week's episode, um, mm. which uh, has to do with uh, destruction of property and things like that. So, bring it on. Um, this is Leviticus 35 through 37. And this is a chunk of it. It says, If any of your fellow Israelites become poor and are unable to support themselves among you, help them as you would a foreigner and stranger so they can continue to live among you. Do not take interest Aww. or any profit from them, but fear your God so that they may continue to live among you. You must not let them money at interest or sell them food at a profit. So it's mainly like doing things mm-hmm. without expecting something in return. Yes. Um, that also reminded me, I just want to throw Deuteronomy 15.1 in here. Oh, Every yeah. seventh year, you shall grant a remission of debts. Every oh, did you hear year. that? Did you hear that, um, Biden? Did you hear that? Forgive our student loan debts. Please, for the love of God, I'm dying here. Student loan forgiveness. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. I, I hear you, and I think that that will tie in perfectly with next week's episode about greed when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. It is. It's all about greed. Um, yeah, but I have enjoyed running through these ridiculous laws with you. They are just, this is, this is a shout out to everyone who likes to take Bible verses out of context and everything. Here are some fun suggestions for you. Yes. Consider enforcing these at your next family gathering, especially if you suspect your spouse is sleeping with your parent. Yes, Just yes. That would be super fucking awkward. I <laughs> hope that is the situation that none of our listeners are in dear are dealing with. Oh God, I really hope not. Ugh. Um, to switch oh, that subjects, would be atrocious. <laughs> Amanda, I would love to hear what you recommend this week. Yes. Okay. So my recommendation this week is a book called "It Didn't Start with You" by Mark Wolin. Um, essentially, I'm only I think like four, five, maybe six chapters into the book, but um. In chapter three, when the author is talking about epigenetics, which is essentially like the part of your genes that changes based on um, 
how your parents and grandparents responded to certain stimuli. So there's been some research done that shows that um, there's been research done in rats as like a scientific like research where you get to mess with things that has showed that like if rats are really stressed around a certain stimuli, that same stress gets passed down to their children and grandchildren, even if their children and grandchildren don't experience like stress from that stimuli itself. Like let's say a rat gets, um, zapped when it hears a specific sound, like even though, its children and grandchildren aren't zapped when it hears that specific sound. Like if it hears that sound, it will freak the fuck out and flight or freeze response. Mm -hmm. um, and like there hasn't, there's also been like some research done on um, Holocaust survivors as well as their children and grandchildren. And we found like very, I'm not a scientist in this, but scientists have found a similar response in um, people's genes and the way that they respond to certain stimuli because their ancestors responded or were stressed or experienced stress and trauma from those specific stimuli as well. And I was talking to my mom about this um, because she loves science. She hates psychology and therapy, but she loves science. So we were talking about this from like a strictly scientific lens, of course, with no ulterior motives on my part whatsoever. Mm, um, right. <laughs> But I was like telling her about this and she's like, oh, like there's a verse in the Bible and like Ezekiel or something about that. And I was like, yeah, actually that verse is literally in the end of chapter three of this book. And like the author isn't um, like religious by any means, or at least like he doesn't talk about it as if he is religious, but he says like, hey, like even back in like the Old Testament days, this was a concept that people had, but they thought about it in like concept of sin. So Jeremiah 31 um, in those days, they shall no longer say the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. And he's just like, look, like this idea may seem a little woo woo, but like there's science to back it up. And there's also like cultural beliefs that people have had this concept for a very <laughs> long time. So that's what I wanted to like tie this all into. And that's why this book came up in my mind as a recommendation is because like we mentioned that a little bit earlier in the episode. Yes. Um, and I think that's, that's a really interesting concept that I've just honestly never thought about that. So I think yeah. that that's a super interesting topic and I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, my recommendation is again, uh, more comical. <laughs> um, it's a, a movie, an animated movie that's on Netflix called Mitchell's versus the machines. It is. Ooh absolutely wonderful i highly recommend you and brandon watch it because it's if you find time it is so cute so it's done by the same studio it's sony uh animation studios they did uh into the spider verse cloudy with a chance of meatballs also cloudy with a chance of meatballs yes ma'am yes. and i think it was the same team okay. miller and lord who did cloudy with a chance of meatballs and they also did into the spider verse um i love it sony gets gets a lot or got a lot of shit they, it took them a while to get their uh get their like feet in the ground and get going but uh into the <laughs> spider-verse obviously like skyrocketed them and oh, Mitchell's yeah. versus the machines is a really really lovely story um about family and um i don't want to give anything away it's just it's really well done the animation is absolutely beautiful like I, it, it's so cute there's a lot of like breaking the fourth wall in some cases too. And like my family watched it personally and my brother and I were just like, yep, that's us. Yep. That's us. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> and it has a good representation of brother and sister relationship, which is, which is, you know, you, you don't really see it too much or it just seems kind of, it just, I don't know. Like, a lot of representation in media these days when it comes to um brother sister relationships it just it's like mm -hmm. meh but this one mm -hmm. actually has like solid interactions they actually like each other you know you can tell that these two siblings you know grew up with each other and and you know it's not that just like they just are at each other's throats and hate each other you know yeah Aww. which i love because that's the kind of relationship i have with my brother for the most part <laughs> <laughs> for the most part i you love that I was that bossy all the time sweet. which is understood you know you were you were excuse me I mean, you we, were too Don't i'm sorry even. you're right if we ever got there we were unstoppably bossy 
We were, and poor Ben we just were. had to deal with both of us. He had no chance. He put up with so much. He really did. He the the so boy much. is a saint. He's a saint. He really is. He really yeah. is. <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. everyone, so much for listening. We uh, appreciate please. you. Yes, we appreciate you guys so much. Please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at DearGodWTH. If you reach out on Twitter, you'll more than likely get me. And if you reach out on Instagram, you'll more than likely get Amanda. Yes. So thank you again so much for listening, everyone. If you have a moment, please take a moment to subscribe to us or follow us on Spotify or click whatever button lets you know when our new episodes release on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dear God. What the hell? Bye. Bye.